This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning back into another episode of On the Nose. I'm your host, Joey Erringman, and you may have noticed that we took a little break uh, about two weeks ago, or the last time we were supposed to have an episode out. This was due to some conflicts in scheduling and some unexplainable technical issues that I think I just figured out while setting up this episode. Uh, I think we got everything worked out, so we are back. Joining me today is, where did he come from, where did he go? It's Jim Palumbo. Oh, yay, so happy to be back here again. Oh, I know you're always happy, Jim. And I know you like the name, too. (laughs) Uh, Sure, if you say so. So The uh, unexplained technical issues where your mic sucks, by the way. I no, my mic doesn't suck. The cord I was <laughs> using sucks. There's oh, okay. a very clear difference. Because mm-hmm. I spent almost nothing on the cord and a lot on the mic. Only so. took us three weeks to figure it out. Well, it's gonna, yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> for today's episode, we are going to be talking about Maker's Mark, and this is one of the staple distilleries um, that I'm sure everyone knows and loves. It's got that. Uh, Glorious red wax seal covering the top. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it before. So, uh, like I said, today we'll be drinking some Maker's Mark, and we're going to be drink, drinking Maker's Mark for the whole show, which is going to be awesome. We aren't going to. Um, God, I'm reading from my script, and I just realized how badly I put this together. <laughs> um, but uh you should know every time we do scripted stuff it never works i know i try but anyway we decided to do a maker's mark episode because recently the state of ohio did something pretty cool um and we'll get into that shortly but we're gonna jump into that bit of a distillery review real quick um maker's mark was founded by bill samuels senior bill was trying to recreate his lost family recipe now to do this he did something really interesting that I would have never thought of. And normally, if he's t- uh, testing re- recipes for whiskey, it would take an absurd amount of time to do so. So the way he worked with the recipe and getting the right flavors that he wanted was he would bake bread with the grain recipes that he was testing to see which bread he liked the best. And then he would only begin distilling once he found his bread recipe. So hold on a second. That was that was a lot. That was weird. So he would take like the grains you find in a whiskey. Like uh, I don't know if he would use corn, but like wheat and like barley and rye and stuff like that, and use those ingredients, make bread, taste the bread, say okay, now this is the best bread, and then use that same ratio of grain to recreate his family's recipe of whiskey. Dude, hundred percent. Yeah. Huh. That is not interesting. That's mind-blowing because that's got to save so much money and time i know that's God. what i was thinking uh no wonder like, he's the head of or, no wonder he like founded one of the most successful bourbon distilleries ever it's, uh, he's in his he's in his kitchen he's like oh this bread's delicious yeah i'm gonna turn it into whiskey this guy's just sitting here making bread and carbo loading all in the name of like <laughs> making whiskey so yeah that's how he came up with the recipe for maker's mark now Bill's wife, Margie, is responsible for the wax seal we all know and love, along with the iconic look and presentation of the bottle. 
And they say that Margie is responsible for people buying the bottle or their first bottle and Bill's responsible for people buying their second bottle. So I like that. Yeah, I know, I like right? that a lot. <laughs> Margie pulls them in with her amazing marketing ploys and yeah. Bill keeps them there with his amazing bread recipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and somehow this is both related to whiskey. Dude, I think from now on, whenever I drink Maker's Mark, I'm going to be like, oh, this is some delicious bread. Oh, God, that's going to be so pretentious and fun. No one's going to know what we're talking about. I know. So um, their cool thing about Maker's Mark is they have a pretty neat ambassador program. It's tailored a little more towards like the everyday person who just kind of wants the it's it's very memorabilia based. You know, it's very marketing ploy based, but it's still pretty cool. Uh, You sign up and you get your name put on kind of a plaque with that's on a maker's mark barrel. And once that barrel is done aging, you get first dibs to buy a bottle from that barrel and you get like a special um, like um, label on your bottle of maker's mark that you sat and waited for it to age. Um, they send you like, uh, like, like some cool little, um, I don't know, like, paper certificates and everything like that, that you're part of the Maker's Mark program and all that kind of stuff. So they, they make you feel pretty awesome in the Maker's Mark Ambassador program. So, and it's free to sign up. So if you haven't done so, highly recommend signing up for it. Plus they have a lot of cool events that uh, take place too. So sign up for that Maker's Mark program. Which is something we are not being paid to say. We're not being paid to say that. I did it myself just for fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't wait for my bottle to finish aging. I think... I think it's been about a year, so it's probably got another few years left on it. Yeah, probably. I, I want It's probably like five years. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of a brief little history. That, I mean, you can go. There's a whole Maker's Mark distillery tour, which is awesome if you ever get down to the distillery once this COVID-19 stuff uh, gets starts to clear up. Um, and there's just so much history that goes into Maker's Mark, but those are kind of the key highlights on how it was created. Now... Maker's Mark itself has kind of four different styles that they put out. They've got the regular Maker's Mark, which comes in at 45% ABV. That's the one that almost everyone's had in either a cocktail or straight or on the rocks or something like that. That's, that's the standard that they have. The next one they have is the Maker's 46. This is kind of the, the higher class Maker's Mark 46. And Jim, do you remember what staves they put into Maker's 46? Uh, there's specific staves they use for 46. I forget. They, they, they basically just call it the 46 stave. Uh, hold on a second. I can find it. Yeah, so... It is well, the, uh, yeah, they just call it the Maker's Mark 46 staves. Oh, okay. Um, it's made from seared French oak and delivers uh, dried fruit, vanilla, and spice. Gotcha. Yeah, see, the, cool, the interesting thing, I guess, about bourbon is i'm sure we've talked about it in other episodes it has to be 51 percent corn mash at least to be a bourbon so and this is a weeded bourbon so there's a lot higher wheat content in it which is why maker's mark is always very smooth but to give it kind of a different flavor profile from other bourbons they add uh wood staves from other casks into the bourbon barrel as they're aging it because the bourbon has to age in a new oak barrel for it to be bourbon. By adding staves of other barrels, they're able to impart those flavors without necessarily having to finish it, but still age it with different flavors. So it's a really interesting technique that 
I'm not really sure who else is doing that right now, but uh, I always thought it was a pretty yeah. cool idea. Yeah, they found kind of a, a technical loophole to add different flavors yeah. to the whiskey that doesn't technically break the rules for being bourbon. Right. So then the third one they have is the Maker's Mark Cask Strength, which is literally they take a barrel of Maker's Mark, pull it out of the cask, bottle it. It's good to go. And it got a new look February 22nd. So uh, I don't know. There might still be a few bottles of their old style bottle on the shelves, but the new style bottle is already hitting shelves. I saw it today when I was at the store. Yeah, they just pull it right out of the barrel. It's just as delicious as regular Maker's Mark with a little bit higher alcohol content. So, and then the fourth style they have is the one I'm going to kick over to Jim, but it's their Maker's Mark Private Select. Yeah, so this isn't exactly a specific style like the other three. The, the Private Select is more of a program that Maker's Mark has that was actually kind of designed by Rob Samuels, who's the grandson of bread baker extraordinaire Bill Samuels. Uh, so he nice kind of, on. Yeah, thank you. Um, so he became, I believe, the... Uh, I don't know if he's still the head of the distillery, but he is kind of the founder and director of the Private Select program. And the Private Select program is this thing that Maker's Mark does where uh, a private person or a business or whoever can buy a barrel of Maker's Mark uh, regular bourbon. And then when we talked about those staves earlier, they have five different total kinds of staves that you can select from and they choose up to 10 total. And you can decide how many of each stave staves to put in that barrel to add kind of your own personal tasting kind of finishing those preferences into that barrel. And then of course, once it's finished aging, that barrel is yours. You can have all the bottles to it. And Maker's Mark says that there are 1001 different possible combinations of these different numbers and types of staves that you can use. So it's a cool way for like, anyone to kind of have like their own personal touch on a barrel of Maker's Mark. Yeah. And if you go to um, any kind of I, I don't even know what to say, but a lot of liquor stores will do this Maker's Mark Private Select program. So you can go to it. Like I know Total Wine does some Maker's Mark Private Select programs. So go to Total Wine, you'll see a Private Select Maker's Mark and say it might say like Total Wine Batch 4 or something like that. And that's Total Wine's own style of Maker's Mark that they did through this Private Select program. Now, the state of Ohio did the exact same thing with the Maker's Mark Private Select program, came out with five different flavors of Maker's Mark Private Select. And Jim and I were able to acquire four of the five bottles that they released in the state of Ohio. So four bottles are Toffee Almond, Grandma's Kitchen, Honeysuckle, Caramel Mocha Bomb, the ever-elusive Milkshake, which we were unable to find. And I heard reports that the milkshake was released in like mid to Southern Ohio and it did not stay on the shelves. Like the reps would be setting up the displays and they couldn't set up the displays fast enough. People just take them right off the display and go. So um, milkshake was the least, had the least amount of bottles in it um, or that came out of the barrel. Uh, the rest of them, I think were in the upper 250 that got allocated to Ohio, but we were unable to get milkshake, but luckily we got four out of the five bottles, which is pretty yeah. awesome. Not bad considering we had no idea where to find these and the, uh, oh, yeah. the announcements That's... for this were very minimal. Yeah. Since the COVID-19, uh, pandemic going on, they didn't announce where these were going to take place because they didn't want people standing in line. So we had to kind of 
go out and browse and find different uh, stores that were that had some of these in stock, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it was more like us panicking and scrambling a lot, trying to mm -hmm. find bottles. And we did it. We each, yep. we each got four of the five. We each yep. got our own bottle, which is nice. So uh, I opened two bottles and Jim opened two bottles and we are gonna go through and taste what's hopefully some delicious Maker's Mark bourbon whiskey. They haven't let me down yet. Nope. So I am going to start off with the tasting. I've got the honeysuckle. And as I taste, Jim is going to talk about this bottle. Okay. So the cool thing about each of the private select is they uh, like the, the, the one, one of the ones you were talking about earlier is that you get your own private label. So with the private selects, it comes up with the name of the, of this particular brand and then the stave profile. So the honeysuckle has. Four... Oh, Jim, before you get started. Yeah. Just real quick. Mm -hmm. On the nose, it's immediately very sweet, um, yeah. and I get why they call it honeysuckle. I just, um, it's a little bit spiciness. I can definitely smell that it's got the higher alcohol content to it. Yeah, which, oh yeah, by the way, each of these are cast strength. They're all yes. about mid-50%. Okay, uh, I yeah. think that's the majority of what I'm getting on the nose, so go ahead. I'll start okay. on the palate. So the, uh, the staves for this are four baked American pure staves. One seared French cuvee stave, one of the Maker's 46 staves, which we talked about a little bit earlier, and then four of the toasted French spice staves. And according to their little release announcement, the nose should be bright and crisp. Uh, the palate should be sweet honey, so light, sweet, very smooth, I'm assuming. And then the finish should be bright, and then a little bit of zesty citrus fruit on the finish. Yeah, well, first of all, well, it's definitely a cask strength whiskey right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more prominent on the palate than those. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they nailed it on the light crispiness of the of the nose. What, what was the palate again? Uh, it just says sweet honey. So. I, I, get, I get the sweetness. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're very general notes from what I, is what mm -hmm. I've been able to find on these. So I doubt you're going to really disagree with anything they say. Oh, dude. So I just added four drops of water to it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Incredible. Opened it up a lot. Yes. So much. Got past that uh, initial high alcohol content where that was just like all I was thinking about for a second. Mm hmm really really opened it up that's oh wow Very mm. cool. yeah i have not opened my honeysuckle yet so i haven't got a chance to try it but jim it sounds, it's delicious it sounds nice my computer just locked on me and i had to open it up uh, that's what the keyboard typing was okay i figured Ooh. yeah all right delicious all right so jim you are up next with the toffee almond, right? Yes. And give me one second to remember which one is which. I believe it's this one or else this is going to be embarrassing. Okay. So okay. what, yes, what are you getting on the nose first? Uh, it's rich. Rich and a little bit of spice. Okay. And I will keep... I'm going to smell it for a little bit longer if you want to dive into it. Okay. So... Again, this is the Toffee Almond Maker's Mark Private Select. They used three American baked American pure, three seared French cuvee, and four 
roasted French mocha. So those are the staves that went into this one. Um, I'm just kind of comparing to the honeysuckle. But what were you going to say, Jim? Yeah, I was just going to say like a little bit more on the nose. I get uh, a lot more of like a toasted oak kind of smell. Okay. In addition to like the richness and the uh, a little bit of spice. Yeah. Okay, I can get that. Um, right, I can see that because they've got a lot of the that roasted French mocha in there um, of those staves. So this bottle comes in at 112.5 proof or 56.25% alcohol by volume. Jim, uh, have you gone in for the taste yet? Uh, just did. And um, thoughts? I definitely get hit with the uh, the cast strength. It's very very warm. <laughs> yeah, hundred and twelve proof, man. That is that's kind of that's up there, dude. Yeah, it's it's amazing though. <laughs> I I love when a whiskey is just like warm and kind of tingly on the way down, and yeah. it definitely does that. But the palate itself is. I don't get this flavor a lot in whiskey because I'm not familiar with it. But I want to say like tobacco, like I get like a tobacco spice, but there's also like a sweetness to it, like a rich sweetness. I'm assuming that's going to be the toffee part of the uh, toffee almond. Okay. Uh, so, the, uh, so the tasting notes that they put out is going to be, wait, did you say you got to- tobacco on the palate? Yes. Okay. So they're saying know tobacco it, on the nose. So yeah. I know it says almond. it on the nose. Okay. Toasted almond, tobacco on the nose. Uh, what is that? Rich, uh, rich, rich fruit, fruit nose. on the nose. And then creamy long finish. How's that finish, Jim? Uh, it's definitely long. It lingers a lot. Just like the warmth and the spice just kind of settles in. I mean, I guess you could say it's creamy. I don't, I wouldn't. Mm, the, creamy. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's an uncomfortable word. I wouldn't use to describe it, but <laughs> it's not well, real, I guess. Isn't that how we describe Irish whiskey? Is creamy from that pot still creaminess? Yeah. And I don't, I mean, it's not wrong, but it's not. If I had to sum it up in two words, you would get creamy it, out of it. Yeah, I would definitely be. Fo- I'm focusing a lot more on like the warmth and the spice than I am gotcha. a creaminess of the whiskey. Okay, but it's delicious. I love it. All right. Any final words on the toffee almond? Uh, instead of final words, I'm just going to keep drinking it because it's really okay. good. And I like it. Well, uh, don't drink too much because. I'm getting started on the caramel mocha bomb, and you're going to tell them about it. Don't tell me what to do. Oh, I'm going to tell you what to do. <laughs> this is my show. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, first of all, on the nose. So I'm drinking the caramel mocha bomb. Mm-hmm. And Thank you for reminding me as I reach for the bottle. Yes. Yes to the mocha. Okay. And that sweetness. Oh, nope. That There's the caramel. Found it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dig wow. A bit. That caramel is prevalent, dude. Like once you once all your nose hairs gets burnt get burnt off from the high uh, alcohol content, that yeah. caramel really comes through. Oh, nice. Which it's always nice because caramel is such a staple in bourbon. It's one of the most prominent and uh, Ooh, well done predominant uh, kind of notes in bourbon, but it never gets old. Dude, they did so well on this one. I get the caramel and the mocha. That's that's crazy. Huh. Oh yeah. So the stays for this before I forget. Uh, you got four of the seared French cuvee, one of the Maker's Mark 46, and then five roasted French mocha, which caramel mocha bomb makes sense, I guess. Uh, wow. Put this down without slamming it. Um, Dude. So uh, what were you saying you all got on the nose? 
Car- I got caramel over. and mocha on the nose. Okay, so it looks like you're wrong because it says sweet honey on the nose. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I definitely got caramel on the nose. Like hmm. that that one, once I found it, it wouldn't go away. Yeah, now, I mean, I, I guess could... honey and caramel are so similar that it's probably hard to differentiate between the two sometimes. I, I just tasted it, and again, I got like caramel right at the front of the mouth. Oh, man, you're wrong again because it says the palate is toasted and nutty. No, I'm not right. <laughs> Hang on, I just put some water into it. Let's see how this does it. And then the finish is rich smoke and cocoa. So there is no caramel on this entire flavor profile for the caramel mocha bomb. It doesn't say the caramel mocha bomb has no caramel or mocha in these tasting notes right now. Which I find hilarious. I don't get any smoke, but I get like, I, I do get that richness, which probably comes from is the nutty and cocoa that they're talking about but dude Mm -hmm. i get caramel you can't tell me in here that there's no caramel i mean it's freaking called the caramel mocha bomb yeah i know i think like the more i read the tasting notes and stuff on this the more i think it's just kind of odd because like i said it's called the caramel mocha bomb there is no description of caramel or mocha nose from nose to finish there's nothing you know what toffee almond they didn't have the word toffee or almond in it anywhere uh yes it is it says toasted almond on the nose Uh, Uh, no wait no i'm dumb i just realized that toasted almond and toffee are different things my dyslexia kicked in oh gotcha yeah yeah no they don't say toffee anywhere in there Hmm, interesting okay but caramel mocha mocha bomb delicious and it's got a decent finish on it i wouldn't say it's long but it definitely doesn't leave you right away it's it sticks in there for a little bit okay Good to know. Yeah, delicious. I'll keep that in mind again. for I, to open mine. I actually like the so far. I like the caramel mocha bomb better than the honeysuckle. Okay, so. I can see that. I I think you and I generally prefer kind of the richer, yeah, uh, deeper. I mean the the light citrusy kind of whiskeys are really nice and refreshing, mm-hmm. especially if it's like hot out. But I really like having like a rich palate. Right. You know, it it also says there on the finish the smoke. I usually pick out smoke pretty well. I'm not getting it on this one. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of times where people say smoke and they mean oak because they did like a smoked toasty oak. That's usually what I equate it to unless we're talking about scotch and then you get peat. But that's obviously not in here. Okay. But that's just me. And what do I know? Jim, you know quite a bit, dude. Uh, Yeah, I forget sometimes. I'm not used to that. Yeah. All right. We are on to our last bottle. Jim, let's take it away with Grandma's Kitchen. Grandma's Kitchen. This looks like the most complex of the five whiskeys actually total. Yeah, so, so what are you getting excited. from the nose? It's very sweet. like a okay. um, Not like a fruity sweet, like a sugary sweet. Um, so like a honey or caramel. I can't tell which one. Okay. Um, maybe vanilla. I always forget about vanilla. But yeah, very sugary kind of sweetness on the nose. Maybe a little fruit, but the it's the the sweetness is definitely prominent, the most prominent on the nose. Okay. All right, I'm gonna yeah. give them for a little taste. Okay. So the uh, notes that they have are sweet vanilla, rich dried fruit. So Jim, you were wrong on your wet fruit. And uh, spice. Did I say wet fruit? <laughs> no. <laughs> But everyone means wet fruit unless they say dried fruit. That's just a rule. Oh, okay. I mean, 
it is whiskey, so I guess everything in it's wet. So I just figured it was kind of a given. Gotcha. Um, for these staves, we've got three baked American pure, uh, two of the seared French cuvee, three of the Maker's Mark 46, and two toasted French spice. And when you said this is more the complex one, it definitely seems like it because it seems like it kind of spreads itself out over all the different staves. I think the only close one would be maybe the toffee almond, if anything. But um, it says, actually, Jim, what did you get on the palate before I read what they say about the palate? Well, see, it's annoying because I'm looking at the palate too, and it's driving me crazy because of how generic it is. Yeah, it just says balanced palate. Yeah, but it's right, and it's, I hate it. But so, it's so like, good because how so a, is it like sweet and salty or something like that or I spicy? Would say salty. It's just kind of all the the staples of whiskey and bourbon specifically, where you get like I'm getting like sugary sweetness, I'm getting like dried fruit, like red fruit, I'm getting like a little bit of oak, I'm getting like I'm just like all of it is wow. kind of hitting you from different sides. And when they say okay. balance, I was like, that's so dumb. You can't just say balance and then call that the entire palette. But then I drank it. And I'm like, <laughs> well, damn it. You're right. It's so good too. But yeah, it's just, it's a little bit of everything, which hmm. sticking with the complex. Yeah. It's a little bit of fruit, a little bit of sweet, a little bit of spice, a little bit of smoke, a little bit of oak. And it's amazing. It all works wow. and kind of works nice. together really well. Yeah, so this comes in at 111.1 proof or 55.55% alcohol content. Um, did, did the ABV come through as prominent as the other ones did for you? I don't think so. I think okay. it's more, uh, I want to say spicy, but like I don't get like a whole lot of burn okay. from uh, the alcohol. Maybe it's just because I'm used to it because this is my second one, but... So yeah. how's the finish on it? Because it says it's spicy and peppery, and I feel like that I, would give it a long finish. Uh, not actually that long, but definitely okay. spicy and peppery. Like yeah. it, I do get the kind of like the spice pepper kind of tingle in the chest, mm-hmm. but the toffee almond definitely seemed to linger a lot more. But that was a lot warmer. This isn't really warm; okay. it's just mostly spice in the okay. best way possible. All right. So that's all of the Maker's Mark bottles that we have. Again, we weren't able to get the milkshake, unfortunately, but I think we did pretty damn well considering the four bottles that we did get. Yeah, um, and the, looking at the tasting notes for the milkshake, I can see why people gravitated so much towards it. Yeah, you want to you wanna read them real quick, Jim? Uh, sure. It says, nose is sweet vanilla, maple, caramel, and chocolate. Uh, it just says bright palate, which is obnoxious, which I really wish I could taste it because I'd probably taste it and be like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then the finish just says long and warm again, generic and, you know, easy, but probably accurate. Wish I had a bottle though, you know, find out, but I, I don't. So, uh, maker's mark, when you listen to this, that'd be awesome. If you could just, uh, hooks up. <laughs> no, don't be subtle about it, Jim. Uh, I mean, no reason. I, I know what I want. Yeah. Fair enough. So, well, that's all we've got for this episode, Jim. Thank you for joining me and helping out with the uh, Maker's Mark tasting. Uh, Thank you for having me and letting me drink whiskey unashamed in the middle of the afternoon. (laughs) Oh, hey, it's it's a pleasure to do it. Always happy to do it. Um, If you guys haven't already, go follow me on Instagram at Erringman's Pub. I think that's the main media source that I'm using right now. I'm thinking about diving into a couple others, but... 
I'm just not good at social media like I should be. But yeah, follow me on Instagram. I'll post all these bottles up there so you can see them. Uh, it's it, They're actually pretty cool looking. Um, each bottle has a bottle number out of... Yeah, oh my gosh, I didn't even see that. So for the Toffee Almond, there were 246 bottles. Grandma's Kitchen had 252. Um, Caramel Mocha Bomb was 228. Jim, do you know how many bottles were in the Honeysuckle? Because I ripped off my label. Uh, 252. Yeah, so the fact that out of all of Ohio, between the two of us, we got two of each, that's pretty good. So I'm super proud uh, about that. Yes, two of each, except for Milkshake. Except for Milkshake. Didn't get one. I'll be all right. So thanks again. Like I said, follow me on Instagram at Aaron Pub. We'll be back in two weeks with our next episode. And as always, best whiskey shared with friends. This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol.